Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Is Shuri getting her very own comic? Do we have Spider-Man casting news? Was James Gunn and unceremoniously fired from Guardians? And did a little thing called Comic-Con happen? Why, yes. This is Marvel Movie News! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Marvel Movie News. Excelsior to you, our merry Marvelites. I am sorry for the opening. That was a bit stuttery than normal. Uh, This is episode 189, and we are coming to you live from San Diego's Hall H, where Marvel wasn't there, but we were. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, they were barely there. They, they not were, Marvel news, like not, movie not, news. What? No, Marvel movie news was there, we but there. not like Marvel movie, movie comma, news. news. <laughs> we wrecked. They didn't, and there was stuff, but not them. Yeah. Uh, Marvel Studios was not there, as we all know. There was no surprise, no bait and switch. Uh, mm-hmm. But Marvel adjacent, a la Deadpool and comics and certain video games, we'll talk about those things. All did go down, and we obviously have that to cover. Uh, we also couldn't make it last week. Uh, and that is a, a dear uh, friend passed away. Um, so we yeah. didn't we didn't have the the, the capacity. And uh, we want to dedicate this show and to the only show we've ever not done uh, to John Schnapp. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do a, a block at the end about John, but I I didn't even want to do the cold open without mentioning John. It feels wrong to mention anything so trivial as movie news without mentioning the most important figure of this stuff. Um, so this is for John today. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> for a uh, for Collider, uh, yesterday we did a an in depth uh, episode um, uh, remembrance. Um, you know. Uh, uh, for John, uh, so I, I do recommend uh, seeing that. I believe that both of us have tweeted that out, and on the Marvel Movie News account also did. And it goes, uh, we go into uh, our experiences, and then um, other heroes that could make it at that time mm-hmm. um, because it was last minute, and there is a uh, there's a lot, you know, right now. So you know, it's never good to tell anyone um, or comment on anyone on how they must grieve. So um, some people weren't able to make it. And I saw on those people's Twitter, some people had comments and, you know, not necessary um, with it. And uh, but yes, go ahead and check out uh, that episode of Collider. And there's also a Collider movie talk uh, before that, that um, really goes in depth into uh, John and um, his very extensive very extensive uh, movie and directing uh, career. Like, um, you probably did not realize how big of a part of your life John Schnepp was, but if you ever watched Space Ghost Coast to Coast, Black Panther, you know, 2010 BT, Metalocalypse, Metalocalypse, um, so Dude, dude so was far. everywhere. Like, homie everywhere. had a prolific career and he was An so artist, much hip hop. Um, yeah, he's head. a hip hop man. I love that Schnepp, like driving to Vegas talking about hip hop is is still one of those like wow. And he did slam poetry. 
didn't know that. Yeah, he he was prolific, understates the importance of John Schnapp, and at the end of the show, we're going to talk about him more, because yes. if you talk about it at the beginning of the show, I, uh, if you watch yeah. the Collider thing, uh, learn that, that speaking is not my cup of tea. So, uh, we will so. talk about John at the end, so that I may talk now, and speaking of talking, yes, this... Talk about post-SDCC <laughs> news! But first, we have but to, first. the spiel! Uh, this is Marvel <laughs> Movie News episode 189, and you can find us on iTunes at Marvel Movie News. You can find us on YouTube.com slash Popcorn Talk Network. You can find us on Popcorn Talk's website, popcorntalknetwork.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Marvel News PTN or at the Popcorn Talk. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Marvel News Show. Follow us, like us, and if you tweet a link whilst we are live, Aunt Anthony in the booth will retweet you. Hey guys, I gotta say again, I'm just uh, sorry for your loss and everything. Um, everyone lost a great, a great man that day. And also, I just want to say, uh, Disney firing James Gunn. My goodness, what a what a shocker to us all, really. Dude, it's some it's yeah. some, it's some bull. We'll get to we'll yeah, get to we that. Are, yeah, that's our <laughs> second story. But first, but first, black, uh, oh, wait, wait, Amy. Yes, yes, and introductions. Oh, thank you. Good in general. Jobs, who are jobs, you? Jobs. Hello. Who, who are you? My name is Koi Jandro. I've never and seen I you before in my life. I don't know where to speak. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at my name. We've been doing this show for a very long time, and alongside me, as ever, <laughs> is Markia McCarty. Where can I find you? Uh, yes, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Markia McCarty, M A R K E I A M C C A R T Y. Damn straight. And our associate producer, the ever lovely. Me. <laughs> Amy Cassandra Martinez. Yes, I am here. I'm in the chat. Join us. Let's keep it nice. Let's keep it civil. Let's keep it supportive. Yeah. Yes. As always, uh, be people. Be the best people that you are, people. <laughs> I love that our sodas and John have become legend. People in the live chat are like, there are the sodas. Because we put the a picture sodas. of them. We'll get to all that. Yeah. But thank you, live chat. I'm glad those sodas are canon because they were the best thing about those sodas oh, is talking man, about them sodas. after we've yeah, passed them. <laughs> uh, so we are going to get into the news. And the first bit of news, I want to talk comics first because Shuri is getting her own comic. And that is much delayed and over-deserved and it's gonna happen and I'm very excited uh, she is obviously the breakout of Black Panther everyone loved that character from Black Panther and in the comics Shuri has been Black Panther Shuri has this rich history yes. Shuri the character herself is so dense and there's so much depth and I'm just so hype and you know her far more than I do what do you think about this comic um, yeah like you you nailed it uh, definitely this has been a long time in the making I am very happy with um, well how phenomenal Black Panther did on a number of levels but in particular um, people don't realize that it got uh, the actual comic books uh, were canceled before yeah. that um, why Whoops. would you why would you for World of Wakanda and Black Panther well you know Shuri has her own solo comic book now and um, those that are not familiar with her or only know her from Black Panther where she is played by Letitia Wright uh, magnificently by the way uh, she is a creation of Reginald Hudlin she's out of the Hudlin run of a Black Panther that's right after Christopher Priest who's the number one I always stick it in who's the number one <laughs> the number one one that I, uh, I always recommend for people to start Start with Black Panther with, and then you know, as you will, mm-hmm. you know, branch out. Jason Aaron also has, you know, he's he's dabbled with uh, um, Black Panther also. Um, so uh, with this, with Shuri, yes, she did become um, Black Panther, and um, she isn't necessary. She's more of a warrior type in the comic books than she is in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, she has that technological know-how, but she has that in the same way that um, Black Panther T'Challa himself does, where you see him as a warrior type, but um, he's also of a scientific mind. He's able to, uh, a way to say it is he's Marvel's Batman. 
So he's able to think his way out of corners. It's like uh, the greatest detective, but um, he does not work alone. He always, Mm -hmm. he utilizes his community, and you in particular find that in the Christopher Priest run. But um, coming back to Shuri herself, uh, yeah, uh, so when she became Black Panther, it's there's this whole process that you have to go through um, in the comic books to become Black Panther. She decided to go through that process, even though there was currently a Black Panther. T'Challa at that time was a comatose um, for reasons. I'm not going to go into it. Comic books are a heck of a drug. (laughs) And um, she went through the process and Bass, the Panther God, who was then supposed to bestow the powers of uh, the Black Panther, the blessing, basically, of uh, Black Panther, uh, told her that she was too arrogant and, um, (laughs) you know, wasn't going to do it. And uh, Shuri said, well, you know, thanks for the joy uh, in the travel and I'm going to do it anyway. So, which isn't arrogant at all. No, not which at isn't all. Isn't an arrogant move. Yeah. So I, I do enjoy this because um, I'm feeling that what we're going to have with this artist, if only for what um, I believe his name is Simon Spast. Simon, uh, the art in the book. The artist is uh, Leonardo Romero, but I, that might be a different. Um, the cover. cover the cover oh, yeah, is sure the because cover I, I tweeted this one out. Um, uh, look on my Twitter for it, but I believe it's Simon Spast. It's beautiful. I love the cover. Yeah, but going from it, where it's like um, you have uh, this uh, half of it is uh, just very cultural, like traditional culture. I love her hair in this, by the way, with her having natural hair and natural hairstyle. But then on the other half, you kind of see like this techno warrior type of look. So I think it's probably going to be a progression for and because. It's She's not extremely built with muscles. Hmm. I think that um, we're going to go from more of a movie standpoint. With yeah, that, that makes Shuri. sense. And that's the the draw for the new readers. Like, yes. that's your leap. If you're coming from like, oh, I loved her in the movie. You don't want to read the book and be like, this isn't my. So it makes sense to lean that way in this particular instance. Yeah. Uh, and Which I love, I'm A-OK for, as long yeah, as we get Shuri. And Letitia Wright was, was such a good, different take Excellent. on Shuri. Like, I, I really appreciate that character. I love the team in this book. I was a big fan of the Hawkeye and Captain America art. Um, and and they're basically leaning it in so it takes place in the context of uh, Coates' Black Panther run. So I'm very curious about those books maybe being sister books um, mm. because I really like when, like say for the X-Men books, when they have X-Men um, the blue and gold teams, when they used to kind of they were yeah. their own things but they still tied. So you don't yes. have to read them both but you can read them both. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about that idea. Uh, and then when does that drop? Do you know? Uh, oh, I actually don't. Um, well. I have been following the um, the writer, and I'm going to butcher her name. I apologize. Uh, Nanindi Akorafor. Yeah, that's a. I, I had never heard that name, and it's beautiful, and it made me go. Hmm. Yeah, but um, award winning writer, and I'm excited that we are cultivating such incredible talent yeah. for um, for the Black Panther series. I mean, I, 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 lo- mean, I love that we had Roxanne Gay, and and yeah, yeah, and uh, Tanisi Coates. Yeah. So it's. It's amazing. The yeah. bar, the bar is high, and I, it, it really is. In uh, it, it's such a broad scope of writers. They're bringing in writers that have done literature, writers that have done poetry. Like these, yes. like I've never heard that name before in the realm of comics, and, mm. and it's cool to bring in a completely new team. And yeah, I'm excited about this book. Yeah. Uh, now, on a less exciting side, Mr. James Gunn has been fired from Guardians 3. Uh, Guardians 3 was mere weeks out from filming. It had finished being written. It was very much James Gunn's baby, and I would argue that 
Guardians is the reason that the direction of the MCU is going. Like, there's no, there's no way that uh, the the MCU would be what it is without James Gunn's specific vision and the cosmic side and all of those things doing well. And Guardians was the biggest risk. It's a it's a movie about a talking tree, a talking raccoon, and a, a team of space pirates. And there's more heart in those movies than most. So that's a hell of a thing to walk the line of. And they have fired James Gunn because of tweets from ten years ago. So that I, he already apologized that he had, for he had, previously, and that. Disney knew about. He had like, he had like before this even came controversial. He had apologized. It's not like he apologized right before it was controversial. Yeah. Uh, I'm of the mind, my personal opinion, and that's all. This, oh, this only comes from me. My personal opinion is that people grow up, people change. Uh, Ten years ago, I was 19. I can't imagine the things I would have tweeted had I had a Twitter at 19. Uh, I'm not sure it's fair to fire him when certain other people uh, tweet way more scary things in all caps and maybe start wars. Uh, I'm also not sure if we're in a position to judge someone about something they did 10 years ago that they've already apologized for, especially someone working for a company that was leaning into scandal. He was working for Troma, who loves scandal, who loves uh, uh, antagonistic humor, and and that's it was his brand then, which he apologized and got ahead of. So, personally, I disagree with this entirely. This makes me very concerned for the Disney buying a Fox. It makes me very concerned for them having a monopoly if they're going to have these knee-jerk reactions, especially when it was brought up by a very, very in my opinion, ignorant group of people that were doing it just for the purposes of getting someone fired. So I completely disagree with this. What do you guys think? Yeah, and I just want to remind our chat room that um, even if you have uh, factual information that is true, such as people's uh, names or you're giving information, to still try to do it in a respectful way. Otherwise, we will have to um, delete that message. So, um, yeah, um, Anthony, you seem particularly strong with um, wanting to say something. (laughs) Oh, I was just, I, I gotta say it. I'm sorry, Aunt Manthony. <laughs> Who's <laughs> yeah. Anthony? Who's Anthony? I don't know any Anthony's. Oh, no, they're after me now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just gotta say, it feels like Disney kind of dropped the ball. I do understand that it doesn't go with their overall image, but it just feels wrong because it kind of feels, well, this is my personal opinion. It feels like Disney is bending the knee to those, um, uh, in a sense, the bloggers that were behind Pizzagate and also. Uh, Gamergate, and that's that just doesn't sit right with me, you know. Um, to have, to in a sense, uh, take uh, these are people that I I believe should not be taken too seriously, and Disney did just that, and we lost a fantastic director. And I mean, I say Guardians, is, Guardians, the first Guardians is one of my favorite films, and to to hear this and to the fact that Guardians Three is forever changed now because of this group of people mm-hmm. is is very saddening. And what Guardians represents is being less of an asshole. Uh, so the idea that the person that created that beautiful arc is losing a job because he's become a better person is just the shitty, the crappiest irony. Uh, so in my opinion, it this goes against everything the Guardians movies represent and everything I thought Marvel represented. So um, um, I do have a question. If anybody has the answer for it, were the did, was it that he apologized for the tweets and then did not delete them? Or was this something that he deleted, but, you know, whenever you delete anything from the internet... It lives forever. It lives forever. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm curious if chat room knows. It's just, it, it doesn't really, it's not a point that I'm sticking with or anything, but it's just, um, with this, I I feel like maybe there is a peak morality that... Um, a lot of people like to hold other people to. Um, it goes into the whole thing of being, um, you know, not having a perfect victim um, when it comes to um, crime. Mm. You know, when 
a crime occurs and then someone would be like, oh, well, that person also did marijuana or that person also did this. So there's like having a perfect victim, then there's having peak morality. And I think if uh, somebody has apologized for something that's been a long enough time and is then hired by or vetted um, by a major company like Disney, for instance, then this should not even be a point right now. Um, if it's something, I think it might have been a better move for them to bring something like this, you know, and judge it out with the public. It kind of feels like a knee-jerk reaction. And I think um, maybe one of the issues that we have going on right now are for the past couple of years is a normalization of extreme ideals. Mm. And once you have that, um, you radically shift a middle ground. So therefore, do not normalize extreme ideals. We do know what is wrong and what is right type of a thing. And um, this, to me, does not feel right. I completely agree with everything you said. I also I also think that there should be uh, not due process, but something of that ilk. I think that the, like when someone goes to jail, they're punished, right? Like there's mm-hmm. there's a there's a punishment, and then you want them to be a better person. James Gunn has become a better person through his actions. We see how much he does for children. We see how much he does for charity. We see how much he does as a person writing movies that are encouraging people to become better. How better can you prove someone's a better person than they were 10 years ago when he made those tweets? Like, how better can you show the character, the very foundation of who James Gunn is, is about people becoming better? So it, this just feels like a knee-jerk reaction to something that mm-hmm. isn't relevant. And the fact that it's it's caused by someone that is just trying to, to hurt someone, and the fact that they did this during Comic-Con, the fact that he had a panel in, like, an hour, the fact that they did this, like... He was about to do the Sony Hall H panel, and they just, no. Like, it's just, it's it's gross. I really am upset with it, and uh, I I usually love Disney's decisions, so this is the first time I've been like, well, maybe I'm a little more concerned about them handling my my people. Yeah, and we have to say these are our, just pers- our, opinions. our personal opinions, um, and Amy, feel free to chime in if you would like to understand if you don't mm-hmm. want to. Um, yeah. Well, first, guys, let's keep it civil again in the chat. Uh, yeah, it's a very dangerous situation to be put in. And it really it really just opens up the conversation, I think, for everyone else to decide, like, OK, well, what do we want, you know, from our companies moving forward? Not that honestly, we have that much of a say, which is kind of scary. Um, it's just terrifying. I don't know. There's a lot of issues with both sides and. We don't know the whole story. We don't even have all the facts. I mean, some people are saying one thing. Other people yeah. are saying another thing. At the end of the day, it just sucks now because as fans, we, we want everyone to do good. Like, do mm-hmm. good and make good things. Right. Yeah. So now we're in a position where we're like, well... And and I really love Disney's um, ideals most of the time. And I really love that Disney's trying to make the world better. And I love that Kevin Feige is trying to make sure the Avengers are more female driven. And I love the fact that we're making sure the new characters that have been invented in the last few years that are aware that the world is more than one color, that Disney's pushing that. And I love the idea that Marvel Rising is a a whole array of characters. So overall, I want to be clear. I still love Disney. I still love Marvel. Like, I just want to be clear that this one decision bothers me for my personal opinion and that all views expressed here are not uh, popcorn 
and talk or after buzz or blah 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 fast talking i exactly. just don't think that's that's fair so yeah um but uh because of this incident and others that have happened i know despite um some people that might be on twitter and and appear to be getting validation um at this time for what they tweet i do urge our younger viewers or uh, like age viewers to think before you tweet mm-hmm. um anything else i very much urge you to um there's drafts for a reason and after Go the ahead second and, beer put the phone down yeah you can you can put something in but just save it as a draft and then the next day take another look at it and see if that's something that you really want to never be deleted when you put it out in the world because the world is like 2d but it's real like just because it's here doesn't mean nobody's uh, don't assume that other people will get your inflection of what you're putting out there that's also fair there's no sarcasm yeah There's no way to know. So that is our mm-hmm. take on that. A lot of people asked. Uh, a lot were, of people asked. That's why we brought it so, up. Was a lot of people asked. Yes, uh, including on my uh, Joss Whedon picture, um, asked on that, and, yeah. and then tweeted that out to Joss. So those are just our opinions, and uh, I, I still really respect James Gunn's work, and I still really respect what Disney is doing for the culture and the society overall. End the thought. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man, far from home. Newman Akar has been added to the cast and that his character is named Dimitri and you may remember if you did Spider-Man a certain other character named Dimitri that may or may not change faces and go by the chameleon and <laughs> oh boy that means we have the chameleon if the chameleon's in this I'm gonna be so excited yes Koya Marquia confirmed we have the chameleon we got a chameleon I mean this guy I don't know his work I love his look I love how intense every single photo I've seen of him looks uh, I really am excited for the idea that Dimitri means craven to me because they work together all the time I, I, they're, they're related they're so in, integrated in each other's story and if we have Mysterio and Chameleon there's going to be mm. so much hoodwinking yes there will be and many hoodwinks I love that you brought up like uh, Dimitri and Craven because it's like we're all like secretly waiting like with yeah. beta breath or Craven the last hunt kind of thing because you know I, I feel like if we if maybe not this movie then the third one which we yep. have with Spider-Man and then of course um, Craven uh, you know he, he jumps around like we could mm-hmm. have him for Black Panther him and Black Panther did do uh they, they battled. totally an option they had, they had some battling that happened so um yeah i'm very excited for this i i'm i'm also not familiar with this actor um if anybody in the chat room is please please let us know let us know some of the some of the work i just i i do really enjoy just okay as far as headshots go this has so much personality oh, in yeah. it and i i'm just i'm really enjoying what you're seeing in his eyes it's like yeah i I'd cast you as as uh, one of my top villain people. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. And, and I do think this means Craven. I mean, I really do think Chameleon equals Craven, and we've already had a rumor of Mysterio, if not confirmed. I've heard both. And uh, then plus with Spider-Man, we've already had a depth of villains yeah. with it, with Vulture. So him as Chameleon. Ooh, and say. the Sinister Six the is shaping up. Sinister Six is coming real. And they're handling it slowly. Like, I like that not only the villains they're assembling, but the fact they're doing, like, two, sometimes three a movie. Like, I, I love the Spider-Man corner of the universe, and... Yes. Uh, Amy, do you have any thoughts on Chameleon slash Dimitri slash Mr. Newman Akar? Well, we do have someone in the chat. Joshua Wright said he was on Homeland for a season and was a great villain. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, and he's has some layers. Yeah. He's going to be in Aladdin as well. And so, um, yeah. I'm really excited. Well, in in the comics, I love that they're leaning Ditko. Like all of the villains they've used so far are Ditko. They're classic. They're mm-hmm. like, and, and this totally plays into that. Like Scorpion and Vulture in the first one are such OG Spider-Man villains. Mm. Chameleon is also in that first twelve issues. I'm oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I love that they're not killing their villains. Yes, 
You can't assemble like, a team of villains. Let's, if you still, don't. let's still play with these toys. Yes, these are good toys. Mm-hmm. And you want more than one movie to establish things. So this is... Pr- I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. All right, internet. We're going to move on to oh. San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. We have all survived. We have been there. We have done that. Ooh. And we will start with the inimitable Ryan Reynolds at Deadpool 2. I... Could not make the Deadpool 2 panel because I had to get back to Los Angeles. Uh, no, wait, that was Saturday. I couldn't make the Deadpool 2 panel because I didn't get into Hall H. Uh, what did you think of that whole experience? Um, yeah, I, I had a little bit static of trying to get into Hall yeah. H for this panel. It was interesting. <laughs> but um, obviously, as you can tell from the pictures, uh, handled it. Yeah, with yeah. Um, uh, I was just like, please? <laughs> There's a man <laughs> like, shirt. I kind of oh, have to. Good. Yeah, I, I had to like um, uh, talk to the people at the press store <laughs> gonna let me in i was like um yeah no there's only two panels that i'm doing this entire thing and it was marvel games and deadpool 2 mm-hmm. it's like i have to and they were like okay let's make this happen i was That's like amazing. yes so uh yeah so that happened uh yeah so for the deadpool 2 panel yes ryan reynolds was the last guest um that they announced and he came out uh, and the room exploded yes. obviously i really love this picture that we have right here so which good. i noticed uh, that i took um and it was uh, ryan reynolds is seated next to banisher so good who you cannot see but obviously is there because you know his san diego nameplate Beautiful. which i wish I could have gotten that somehow. I love that Ryan signed his for a fan and gave. There's a picture of Ryan signing oh, his and excellent. gave it to a fan, and it made it like so heartwarming. That is excellent. So uh, the Deadpool two panel uh, was it was it was excellent. Uh, what they did is um, the pretty much the spotlight of it or the highlight of it is that they played a lot of the footage that you're going to get with uh, the Blu-ray, cool. and then also you know the the super duper cut. <laughs> yeah. The super duper cut release. So like at the very beginning, well, we had, um, oh, I didn't write any of the sound. I feel so bad. Um, the person that plays um, uh, the taxi cab driver, Dolph, Do- Dofrin, Dolph. Dopender? Uh, Dopender, thank you. Um, his name is Karen Soren, I believe. I apologize. Uh, in any case, uh, for the Deadpool 2 panel, he was moderating it, and I absolutely love that, having a fellow cast member um, do that for the Deadpool 2 uh, one. And then at the very beginning, we had uh, extended footage, and that was, you know, Deadpool on the rooftop, where he is um, contacting um, the um, Mandarin uh, gentleman, mm-hmm. and who happens to be a uh, trafficker, <laughs> and then busts into the window, and there's a very um, explosive scene uh, going on with uh, the different, um, more than likely, criminals that are yeah, happening yeah. in that room. Um, extended footage of that, a lot more gore, a lot more spins, a lot more humor, including with Deadpool um, pretending to be dead once he hops over oh, the bar. Great. And then the gangsters like check on him. And he's like, he goes to the waitress. He's like, shh. Yes. And then he's pretends to be dead. Did they show the Hitler footage? They did. They they did at the very end. Um, now, if I tweet about wanting to see Hitler footage, will I be banned from working for Disney? Because it sounds very funny, but Disney's very delicate right now. Oh, goodness. Um, so, I mean, it's like one of those um, would you rather kind of things. Like, s- some people would ask that question be like, oh, so if you could go back in time and, you know, kill Hitler, yeah. would you? What if you could only go back when he was a baby? It's such a funny thing. And that was the last scene that they showed of the extended, um, well, that was a deleted scene 
where Deadpool is. I you'll have to get the Blu-ray. It's real uh, good. For this. I, I've read this part of the script and it's very funny. Yeah, and then uh, another deleted scene um, that you won't see in the extended cut, but will be you know part of the deleted scene things. There's a deleted kitchen scene. Um, if you ever wondered about. Um, the uh, the soap dispenser, yeah, that that plays a part in the deleted kitchen scene. Um. <laughs> so on Blu-ray, apparently yeah. there's a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah. Also, Disney, I still love you. I'm sorry that I was sassy. <laughs> well, at this point, um, Disney would kind of have to understand, right? I think they kind of kind of would have to, hopefully. Um, but yeah, this it's a it's a fun little um, it's like a homey scene where it feels like um, Wade has been staying in the X mansion for like a little bit, so he's uh, switching labels in the refrigerator and um, having an extended sequence with a teenage Negasonic. Uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead? Negasonic Teenage <laughs> Warhead. Because they call her TW in that, so... Teenage Warhead. That's teenage cute. Warhead. That's cute. Yeah. That's short little And with name. Colossus, and then um, all, uh, also with um, um, Horukio? What's mm-hmm. name? Um, Hi, Wade. Yes. Oh. Who's, who's about a Surge, but they never call her Surge. Yeah, they the never call her Surge. Yeah. Well, at least not in that scene and yeah. not in the movie. So, but yeah, an extended taxi scene, more domino and more cable. <sighs> Um, in that scene, but yeah, uh, it was a it was an excellent panel. panel, and then uh, a live Q and A for um, people to get to ask the cast uh, everything, and a lot of questions went to Ryan Reynolds, obviously. I mean, yeah, yeah, that is wonderful. I am I am very jealous. Uh, future San Diego door guard people, um, I might like Deadpool a fair amount. So maybe maybe let the Deadpool guy in because <laughs> he didn't get in and he's not still bitter. So uh, also in the world of things I love, Spider Verse was a panel I was in. I really, 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 really loved how Spider-Verse looked. It looked so good, so fun. The animation is... I feel like it's, like, a hyperbole when people say, like, animation like you've never seen before, but it truly is animation like I've never seen before. The depth of field, the use of color, the use of saturation, the way the characters move, the the, the frame rate, the, the it's shot in scope. I've never seen animation quite like this. It feels like a comic, and I love the frame rate. I love... There's actually uh, speech bubbles. And there's actually thought bubbles. And the voice (laughs) cast is amazing. And the whole cast came out. They had a big talk. And then uh, a moment that, once again, uh, I want to talk about John at the end of the show, but Spider-Ham is in Spider-Verse. And Nicolas Cage is Spider-Man Noir. And those are two things that John would have loved. That guy loved Spider-Ham and Nicolas Cage is Spider-Man Noir. Like, that's like, what? That's peak peak snap. Yeah, it's like, it's exactly. It's snap prime. Um, So that the trailer was great. The extended footage was great. Um, Jake Johnson, I think, is going to be a great spider man uh lord and miller were there because they produced the film the directors came out uh shameek moore who i love from dope um he came out and the guy like shameek moore is like the coolest dude he came out in like the comfiest looking clothes ever and he looks so unlike his character from dope in real life because in dope he's got the like flat high top Mm. on the panel he was like he had like cornrows uh bordering on dreads and he was like in the comfiest clothes ever and like had this like rap flavor to them and i i, I wouldn't have recognized him because his energy was so different than dope Excellent. um and he's just the coolest dude so i'm really excited for his miles morales uh everything i see from this this animated movie looks enormous like this movie is going to change the animation game i'm really excited uh what do you guys think about spider-verse i'm so excited for this i mean um i uh, originally, I wasn't so on board with them, all of the animation, just because it was a little bit different. It was a little bit outside of what I just tend to typically ingest mm-hmm. um, with my animation. But now I'm like 100 percent on board Great. because, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, they really got me with that last trailer when they had a uh, Spider Gwen. 
Yeah. When it was just like, oh, I thought the trailer is like, how can this get any better? I mean, you have Miles, and then it's like you hear, like, wait, Spider Man? What? Um, so you have that, yeah. and then boom, there's Spider Man. And she Gwen. came out too, and she's so adorable. It was right after the Transformers Aww. panel, so she just did back to back panels, and she's oh, darling. That's excellent. And I, I uh, Gamer Girl, no 2099 yet. I think that's going to be uh, one of the big reveals. I think they're saving that for the movie because there's no way they don't put them in there. Uh, and also, they had. Um, Oh shoot! What else happened? Uh, oh, in the in the trailer that we all saw, they said, mm. uh, "Who's blah blah blah?" And they're like, "We're saving it for Comic Con." So at the Comic Con panel, they're like, "We promised we were like they returned on the Easter egg they set up in the trailer," which oh. I thought was very cute, excellent, and very comic-y. Um, and I have to say, uh, thanks uh, chat room uh, because uh, Lico JG, uh, they should have uh, called it Deadpool Two: The Snyder Cut. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's I like this. funny. Uh, before we go to TV talk, I also want to mention I was at the Venom panel as well, and. Ooh. Uh, uh, the Venom panel because you you're really psyched for that. I'm, I'm that cheerleader. Yeah. I'm the loud cheerleader. Yeah, uh, the I'm Venom panel. For really good things. It was um, Riz Ahmed, uh, Ruben Flesher, the director, and Tom Hardy, and they talked for like 20, 30 minutes, and then they showed an extended look at it, and we are. It's confirmed. Uh, there are multiple symbiotes. We saw the multiple symbiotes. Okay. We saw, I think, Riz Ahmed becomes a symbiote by the context of the trailer. Okay. Uh, like, becomes, like, you know, an she entity. Uh, I, they didn't show her, but really? I... Really? There was actually less Michelle Williams in the trailer than I expected. But I hope that is a thing. Maybe a post-credit. Like, I think she has to become... That's, there's no way. God. You, know, you, right you, you have Michelle Williams. You kind of have Can't to. Can't not use Michelle Williams. Yeah. Uh, but Tom Hardy, uh, you know, as you guys know, I love dearly, and I'm really excited for his Eddie Brock. Uh, the footage has, like, a Chris Nolan flavor where they show a lot of building and scope and the town looks like a character like San Francisco looks like a character um, Venom himself they're working on like you can see some of the shots were more done than others like you could tell there were like different levels of CGI that were finished <laughs> so I think when he's done done it's going to be incredible and I have to say I can confirm in all of the footage I saw no white spider in the chest oh so that was full body shots zero white spider I kept looking okay. so for what it's worth they can always add that at the end. Like, yeah, well, it's, oh, because they've, they've never... They've never misled us with yeah, trailers before. Never, ever. But it should be noted that they didn't release this trailer, and the trailer I saw did not have the white spider in his chest, for what it's worth. <laughs> uh, and for for people, for the people in the chat room that are saying, Godzilla, talk about Godzilla. Uh, I will say this for uh, Godzilla, because it, it, it looks great. It looks great. <laughs> um, and there was a lot of Godzilla love um, at SDCC. Oh like, a lot. There were people standing um, in... Uh, in the street with signs like Godzilla's are people's too. There were um, moms from Mutos um, that were there. And then there was this like whole contingent of people that were just preaching about um, Godzilla as if uh, Godzilla was a religious figure that had come back and was oh, thus funny. Godzilla saves. <laughs> so, yeah, there was a lot of Godzilla love. You are in good company. It was a lot of people's favorite uh, trailer, like a lot of the the... the Journalists, yeah. I know it was a beloved trailer. So yeah, so there you Godzilla go. Godzilla, we mentioned we mentioned Godzilla. <laughs> now uh, TV talk. We have so much TV stuff. Unfortunately, Ballroom Twenty did not have a press line, so we didn't get to do any of the yeah, banners directly. Uh, uh, again, they and it's uh, very difficult to do all of the other press stuff that you're trying to do when you have to wait in a two hour line, two to three hour line to get into something. Yeah, or if you only have a forty five minute break between things to rush to something else. Yeah. So, unfortunately, we weren't able to... <laughs> be physically in those rooms. To be physically in those rooms. But the coverage is still done. Correct. 
And uh, I was lucky enough to be in the Flash uh, Ballroom 20, so to briefly bridge the gap from Marvel to DC. Amalgam um, Universe! Amalgam Universe! Flash looks so good, you guys. The, fla- <laughs> the Flash like trailer they showed, the cast is adorable. Uh, one of my friends is, is one of the leads in the next season, so I got to actually talk to the cast of Fairmount, and they're lovely people. Uh, I need to say publicly that Grant Gustin is perhaps the nicest person I've ever seen to fans in existence. So I was going to watch Flash Season 5 because my friend's in it. Mm-hmm. I am now going to watch Flash Season 1 through 5 because of how great Grant Gustin is. The dude is impossibly, like, cartoonishly the greatest. Excellent. Uh, so Grant Gustin is, like, like, for whatever he does, I'm in. Uh, just, Yay. I saw him do some of the nicest stuff. I don't want to get him in trouble by saying how nice he was because it probably, like, stalled some other things. <laughs> the nicest guy! Uh, and Flash looks... The, the ring, like the, the costume ring is in the trailer and it Aww. looks so cool. So I'm going to be watching Flash. So anyone that follows me on Twitter and not on Marvel Movie News where I should be talking about this, I'm excited for Flash. <laughs> Yay, nerdiness, general nerdiness. General nerdiness. Oh, and then also in the chat room, yes, Glass, the Glass trailer it was awesome. General I can't comic wait nerdiness. for that. It's like, what, what is that? Universal Pictures? And, yes. uh, I'm sure there is um, some universe that we could encompass. Well, Universal owns Hulk, so this is tied in. There, there we go. We just tied it in. Boom. Glasses there, cannon. There we go. And glasses coming out in January. And oh my God, the trailer is so good. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited for this. Samuel L. Jackson, who's also Nick Fury. So then we just tied it in again. And yeah, if you haven't seen the glass trailer yet, are you are even we're you're not even sure what we're talking about because you haven't even seen Unbreakable yet. I do recommend do seeing Unbreakable if only for um, it being real world scenario of if superheroes and supervillains exist in a world. So mm. see Unbreakable, and then if you have time, see Split, because I believe it is worth it, and you will understand why near the end, to then be prepared for Glass, which comes out in January. I'm very excited for both. So, uh, The Gifted a trailer, um, they, they were renewed for season two. Cloak and Dagger renewed for season two. Both of those are very exciting. Uh, we have confirmation that, uh, just quickly, TV news since we weren't there. Yeah. Uh, we have confirmation that Typhoid Mary. Marvel movie news, TV news. Here's the TV news, TV news. Go. <laughs> there it is. Look, now we're in. Now we're in the TV side. Now we're in. Uh, and then Iron Fist, uh, Alice Eve is confirmed to be played by uh, playing Typhoid Mary, which is uh-huh. very exciting because I love Typhoid that is such good casting. That character's great. She's fantastic. And Iron Fist. Um, well, you have a story and I have a story. Yes, yes. We will have stories uh, for Iron Fist. Um, I've heard uh, good things about um, the Iron Fist panel. Um, that uh, they are focusing on uh good stuff. Um, there is a particular part of the Iron Fist panel that was um, mm, maybe not necessarily the best thing to do uh there was oh goodness uh what's his name uh the one that came out in the uh karate outfit i didn't see the trailer oh no 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 not the trailer i'm talking about the the panel panel itself okay so the panel itself i'm sorry i'm getting this um secondhand knowledge because unfortunately couldn't be there there's no press (laughs) line for uh ballroom 20 um uh, how sassy this episode of we're a little bit sassy this really sad like just generally sad i'm really sad right now stage of grieving bitterness is or aggression is is today so i apologize if i'm slightly (laughs) off brand i'm a little crotchety yeah if there's sarcasm and sassiness it's just um yeah Totally, totally in that. Cantankerous calling Marquia today. I know, I know. Oh, man. Um, but I, I apologize. I'm forgetting uh, the name of, I believe it's the creator, um, if the chat room wants to tell me. But he came out in a karate gi with, um, uh, he did that at the beginning of um, the Iron Fist panel or near, in any case, 
Um, continue on with um, your story, and then I'll... I'll Finn see. Jones is the coolest dude in real life. Uh, in real life, pretty darn awesome. He, like, took... So he's at this party we're at, and yeah. Finn Jones, one, homie can dance. Two, yeah. uh, is is impossibly nice and really wanted to talk and had lost his voice. So mm. I, And I now am, am sharing in that... Uh, I didn't kiss Finn Jones, internet. I was afraid of that coming, but we both lost our voices separately. Uh, what? I realized what it made it sound like. I said I, he lost his voice and then yeah. I lost my voice. I wanted to make sure that I didn't infer. So Finn Jones and I were talking and we were both talking about how to fix lost voices because we were both losing our voices. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, dude, in 30 seconds of Luke Cage season uh, season two, episode 10, that character was so much of Iron Fist. And I really appreciate all the work you did and the body language and all this stuff. And he was like... Oh, dude, thank you. And he kept, like, doing, like, uh, like these very appreciative gestures and talking. And the way he moved in those interactions was more Iron Fist than all of season one. Like, every time I talked to him, he would, like, move. And I could tell he's been, like, practicing martial arts because his, like, fluidity and, and eloquence. And he was so nice and wanted to talk about the comics, wanted to talk about Luke Cage, wanted to talk about the fandom, wanted to talk about the show. And mm-hmm. this was all through, like, a scratchy losing voice at a party where it was super loud. So I just want to thank Finn Jones for not only being cool, to people that are fans for knowing your comics and for clearly training in martial arts to such a level that it was affecting your dancing and talking because it was awesome. <laughs> he was Iron Fist at that party and it was really it was it made me feel like season two is going to be special. Yeah, for for mine, um, I was dancing in a dance circle uh, with uh, it was me, Erica Ishii, and Talison, and um, then like a uh, dude like just like comes <laughs> and dances right here, and I was like, okay, dude's got some moves, whatever, you know, like we're dancing, and then uh, Talison um, like leans over, and whispers to me, he's like, that's Finn Jones. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 look. I'm like, I don't have to, because it's not. <laughs> and then, and then uh, he, like, bumps into me, and I'm like, oh, you know, like that. And I yeah. and, you know, put my hands on his shoulders, and it's Ben Jones. Such and he's nice like, guy. and he's got such a lovely accent also. <laughs> lovely accent. Um, and he was like, oh, no, it's fine. We're dancing. It's all, you know, like that. That was not his accent. That was a horrible, horrible <laughs> rendition sure of Ben Jones. I don't know. I don't know what that was. Chat room, tell me what that accent that was. was because it wasn't. That it wasn't. Was anything just like oh british what is <laughs> like this? what is this it's something else over here um but yeah and then i danced uh, like a song with finn jones and eric and Towson before he like went off like a an, an iron fist in the night <laughs> <laughs> to dance some more and then possibly interact with you <laughs> right afterwards for all i know he was very sweet and it i was super I, sweet I'm now that was the best ad for season two is seeing how he moves like I'm yeah. so excited for well, season two. That now. and a different showrunner is a really good ad for me for uh, season two, and so, I really like what they did with Luke Cage with the focus for uh, season two. Yeah. So I have a uh, I have I have a lot of hope for lot um, of hope. that that season two will of of Iron Fist will be something that I personally um, will enjoy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. So yeah. uh, from personal experience, Finn Jones is very invested in the character. So in the least interview way possible, I got so much more information about Iron Fist season two, and I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we want to dive into oh before we move on from TV time Agents of Shield Agents of Shield uh, Clark Gregg will be directing episode one of season six which is very cool uh, Clark mm-hmm. Gregg directed uh, Choke which is a Chuck Palahniuk adaptation I am a big Chuck Palahniuk fan so it's really cool to see Clark Gregg getting to direct more because I know the man can direct so it'd be cool to see 
the directing of a property that he's very invested in. <laughs> it is six seasons of him being on it, so I'm excited to see how he handles directing his own team. Uh, and also Jeff Ward D- and Deke Shaw. Deke? Or Deke? How do you say Deke? Uh, Deke. Deke, thank Deke. you. Thank you. Yeah, he's he's from the future, and now he lives in the past. Ooh. And he has a, a thing for um, uh, Chloe Bennett's character. Well, he has been promoted along with mm-hmm. Jeff Ward, two series regular. I got to speak with Jeff Ward at the Infinity War premiere, and Jeff Ward is so geeky that dude loves <laughs> comics jeff ward is a, one of us jeff ward i'm it was good to yeah. see his name get promoted because i'm like oh he's he's one of us i really hope like uh he doesn't have to but i really hope like he gets a lemon like on a chain and then just Aww. like wears that as a necklace <laughs> look i get ages of shield references because i watch yeah <laughs> well just season five so Honestly, don't don't expect anything earlier than that. Reference season four. Uh, so you were at the the game madness. Yes, um, I was at the Marvel Games panel. Um, I do want to say real quick. Uh, Charles Lee goes. Um, you've interacted with Iron Fist and a member of the Pride. Why aren't you in the MCU already? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> is this where we where we put Joss Whedon in? Oh no, wait. Are we doing the Marvel games? Okay, I take back that segue. I thought the Joss Whedon <laughs> one was the next one. All right, so uh, yeah, the Marvel games panel. Um, I was adamant about um, going into that, and there, uh, it was in Hall H. I didn't feel like it needed to be in Hall H, though. I think it was more because like Marvel didn't Marvel Studios didn't have a presence. <laughs> then it's like, hey. Hey, 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 we're Marvel. Hall H, Hall H. Um, It was an excellent panel for what it was. No, there was no Avengers announcement. So let's just go ahead and get that out of the way right now. Square Enix is still um, holding on to that. Um, My gut reaction is like maybe at the beginning of phase four or something, they'll be like, hey, here's something else to grab a hold of or whatever. They didn't give us it at E3. They did give it a, give us it um, in um, SCCC. But what they did give us is a Spider-Man PS4 um, the exclusive, uh, yeah, which I, um, uh, the actual PS4 console where it is red with, uh, a, the white logo on it. And then like, I'm living for this controller. It is a red controller with white webbing, like white buttons yeah. on it. Um, Koi has already pre-ordered one. Uh, I may or may not have, uh, enjoyed my after parties a bit too zealously and then made an impulse purchase that I'm very happy with, but it was alarming the next morning looking at my credit card and going, what if I, oh, <laughs> it's right. like, what but, did I do? My credit card, I have a safety thing where it alerts me if I spend a certain amount, and it well <laughs> went over that. And so, which means I drunkenly had to confirm and then re log in, and I did all of this without quite remembering. So, I'll go the next day to all of these text notifications from my bank, and I was like, oh, I did a thing. So, I <laughs> did a very good thing. I did a very good thing. And we talked about this, what, six months ago, the Spider Man edition of the PS4. Yes. We've been, we, we saw a previs that looked very similar to what they did, and we mm-hmm. hoped it was real. Mm-hmm. And it feels like fate. It was real. It had to happen. Yeah. So, I'm rejoining the gaming community. I am getting a PS4. I'm getting the PS4. Uh, September 7th, I'll be picking mine up. I've already bought it. Uh, (laughs) And I can't wait to get back into gaming with Spider-Man, because that's where I left gaming. So this game looks so good. Yeah, and there were a number of panelists with that. They um, had um, new stuff to say about um, Unleashed Marvel Battle Lines. Um, There's going to be over 200 characters, um, PvP, and possible geolocation. Um, with that, so I'm actually probably going to link up with Nexon with that because I'm starting a Twitch cool. channel, and I believe I'm going to have Marvel Battle Lines be one of my Very ones cool. for my you know mobile community along with everything else. So, um, but yeah, Jason Bender was there for Marvel Strike Force, and with Marvel Strike Force, it was actually pretty 
Interesting. They had a um, they had a uh, Miss Marvel is a playable character in a Marvel Strike Force. Uh, jump in assist. She has Mister Fantastic powers. So she's going to be like an offensive support character with a um, you know rejuvenation. She's the fastest self healer. So keep in um, look at that for Marvel Strike Force, which is uh, mobile. And um, uh, Marvel Future Fight is uh, going to be a thing, and it's an adventure beginning with Cable. I thought you might like this. Um, Deadpool's going to be in it. Deadpool game. And you can change up Domino. Oh, so that's, that's cool. That's the thing. And then, of course, some contests of champions. There's Korg, Thanos, and Heimdall that are <laughs> that are in that one. You can pre-order that July 23rd. Uh, and uh, Jacinda Chu, uh, who I believe is the head of art direction uh, for a number of things, but I, she has a hand in Spider-Man PS4. There is a limited edition art book that you can pre-order. Ooh. Yeah, it looked really good. Um, and then... They showed us some things with uh, Spider-Man PS4, uh, reminiscent of Spider-Man 2. It's, it's the same thing that I said before. It's, it's excellent. The direction is excellent. The web sling is right. Um, and um, they showed us the intro to Spider-Man PS4. Cool. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, it is gorgeous. Um, what it is is that you have um, Peter Parker. He puts his costume over his clothes. So I don't know how that works out. Okay. But yeah, his costume over his clothes. Um, he It looks like he's in a type of studio apartment um, during this opening sequence where it's like um, he's making toast for himself. He's a poor man's meal. Uh, basically, he has a past due notice that slides in under his door. Um, he has um, along on his wall, just like a, you know, we're um, in movies where they like, oh, this villain is connected to here at this location. Yeah. You know, they have that up there, and uh, a fisk is a big part of that. So after the past due notice slides under his door, um, Peter as Spider Man then looks at the notice and then looks at the open window and then looks at the notice again, and then you just see his feet fly out the window, <laughs> and then that starts your gameplay. That's very so, cute. Yeah, and if you pre-order, um, you'll get Spider Punk, Iron Spider, and Velocity Spider Suit. Ooh. Yeah, I got it's Spider metal Punk infused. So my email that I woke to said Spider Punk was mine. Yeah, um, and Mister Negative uh, is a part of it, and the reveal that happened at Comic Con for Silver Sable. Ooh, yes, Silver Sable is in Spider Man PS4, and that gives us more hope for uh, Silver and Black that they were planting those seeds because usually these things all tie together. So hopefully that movie Absolutely. still exists. And uh, the PS4, I am so excited for uh, in general. And now I can play that Deadpool game I missed. I can go back and do all those things. <laughs> you can do all the I can things. game. Uh, so yeah, guys, yeah. I, I, this game, like this this system looks amazing. If you get a chance, pre-order because it's going to sell out like crazy. Um, mm. And I, I'm so excited for the future of Marvel gaming. I think it's very bright. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And gives the Avengers game. <laughs> yes. Oh, and also, uh, Yuri Lowenthal is a buddy of mine, and I got to talk to him. Uh, we both have the same spider suit, that suit I wear. Uh, so Yuri came out in the spider suit on the panel. I was doing my Screen Junkies panel, so we were both in the same suit at the same time. And then uh, we ran into each other, and it was like that meme of Spider-Man pointing. There were two people at the, the Marvel, panel. yes. So there was three of us there was in three the same of you. suit at the same time. Yes. So, uh, Yuri, we're going to try to uh, get on the show and talk Spider-Man stuff, because it was really good to see Yuri and he's been Spider-Man, so that's, I gotta have that conversation on air. Yeah, you both have to wear the jacket. Yeah, we, I'm just, <laughs> Markia uh, uh, confirms. Markia you, have confirms. To, you have to wear the jacket. I'll be Ben Riley that day. I'll own that. <laughs> that. That works for me. Uh, so, okay, so, get in the uh, photos of Mary Marvelites? Yeah, I think uh, is. I, I'm sorry, I don't even... Oh, okay. It's in it's in Mary Marvelites. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, so shout-outs. Uh, Missy Zorel at Missy Zorel. Haywood W at HWView. Risa the Jedi at Risa Kwan, two, uh, 2014. Zoya the Last Kicker at Superior Bunny underscore. Joshua Galpin at 
Renia Gogo, Tim Chapman at Chim underscore Tapman, uh, uh, Angelo Del Vale uh, Valet at Mercury Beetle, like Blue Beetle, uh, <laughs> Dalton James Purdue at Dalton Dew, Marie Davis at Marie Antoinette 28, Jada Loved Ama TW at Elio Holland. Um, and uh, yeah, and then for this, uh, so yeah. One of the parties that uh, I was at, uh, Joss Whedon was uh, dancing his butt off. Dude had some moves. It was fun stuff. And then, like, the lights came on because it was time to go. Because yes, this was the the no, alpha. That, yeah, this was, was the alpha party. party that we were that we were at together. Um, and Joss Whedon was standing there, and everybody else was like, kind of like. Oh, okay, you know, the night's over. That's Joss Whedon. So I walked right up to Joss and started talking to him because it's Joss Whedon. Why wouldn't you? Uh, awesome guy. Um, very cool. I, I got this picture with him. Uh, and uh, yeah, how he's doing like that eyebrow thing. That's just how he is. In, like that personality. It's pretty cool. Um, to respond to the couple of comments on my Twitter with this, no, I'm not the next Buffy right now. <laughs> um, that would be pretty awesome. But yeah, no, it was just a uh, ran into Joss on the dance floor and um, got a picture because, uh, you know, the night was over. <laughs> so, but yeah, but if I ended up being the next Buffy... I could do that. Although, in in reality, I'd rather it be an original character that Joss came up with. But, hey, I'm still going to watch the new Buffy no matter yeah, what. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, oh, Motor and to at Motorola. So they have a new Avenger incoming. Uh, and they're expecting, uh, they say, hashtag it's a boy. And, uh, oh, it's just this gorgeous little, oh, look at the little rocket ship I'm on so this onesie. For that, oh, she's so happy. I love Congratulations. this. Congratulations. Uh, to, to Motorola and, and his lovely lady, who I've actually not met Motorola's lady. I've just met Motorola a bunch of times, but yeah, congratulations. Yeah. And you still have to remember to bring the... I have them. I have them. Yes. They're in my possession instead of my friend's possession. I got them before San Diego. Okay, great. We're talking about like his uh, his. He got drawings. his art from one of each of us. Yeah, yeah, Yes. So, uh, Motorola, congrats. And then we also have... Okay, so uh, before we get into these photos, uh, this is the apology for, for sassiness before we leave. Uh, we have been... This has been a week... Um, this has been a very um, intense uh, week for um, Koi and myself. Um, like we said at the beginning, uh, we did lose um, a close friend to us, um, John Schnepp, who was the head of Collider Heroes, the top, the king sweaty uh, for sweaties everywhere. And we are still going through, I don't know, <laughs> there's no time limit with how long this is going to uh, take to process. So, um, but we are going to... Uh, talk about him and uh, show some pictures and some uh, fan drawings. Um, starting Cult with Cult Bado mm-hmm. did great work. I really, I, I love this man. This is fantastic. This is the very vivacious energy of Mr. John Snap, and I really appreciate you taking the time to make this. Uh, Cult Bado runs our social and has then made this amazing art. So thank you for uh, your your tribute to the the, the sweatiest of all of us. Um, yeah, I I've had a really like this has been I've I haven't lost a friend before. Uh, I've lost family and they were older, and I've lost a young friend like in in middle school, but I've never lost an adult friend. And there's never any way to really know how it's going to affect you. And uh, I've learned today on air that it's sass, uh, mm-hmm. but in general, it's it's really been hard because John John was someone I really admired before I knew him. John was someone that was so brilliant and creative, and just reached out and was so welcoming and so 
inclusive in a time that nerds weren't. Uh, he he was all about everyone sharing his passion, and that that's what Collider Heroes was about. That's why it was Collider Heroes has always been such an honor for me. It hasn't been a job. It hasn't been a, a, a network. It's been an honor, and I've always appreciated his particular brand of insight and beyond his like his public engagements of speaking and his and all of those things he creates so much good stuff the man never stopped and he always wanted people to know how much the nerd community meant like he always wanted people to be welcomed into it he always wanted people to feel like they were included and like he was everything from a hip-hop head like you talked about to metal to a cartoonist to (laughs) a creator to comic writer to like there's no level like LA everyone has slashes John didn't have a slash he was just like it was just all of it like there's no way to just tell you what John was he was everything and he was the best of everything yeah I mean uh, a lot of uh a lot of friends that have known him for decades or, or like have really great descriptions. Uh, one of them was um, uh, he's like the imaginary friend that you get to hug and everybody else can see him too. Yeah. Because he, he was like, he's like, yeah, is that great? Um, or uh, was it a, he's the kid from summer camp that you get to be best friends for with the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, uh, for, for me with John, uh, his, just his zeal and his passion for um, all things nerd, the fact that he didn't gatekeep anything, that he was completely inclusive, whatever your level of nerdery was, whatever you were nerdy about was more than enough. And I think um, uh, a lot of people could really take that to heart because that is that is how you... I think that's I, I don't know the the recipe that makes a John Schnepp, no. but I'm just saying for um, my particular part of that gourmet meal, yeah. <laughs> of that buffet, um, I think with being able to realize that you uh, that the world treats you in a certain way then it treats other people that um, also maybe nerds or geeks with something that you like or not. But to realize that, accept that, and then tell the world, hey, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> that is what John would do. Um, he would make sure that you, you, he treated you the way that you deserve to be treated. Mm-hmm. So if you came at him with like a, a trolling sense of, uh, I don't know, entitlement, then he, he had it. He had exactly the way that you would be, the way that um, you should be responded to. Um, you know, there was a proper amount of uh, IDGAF um, in there, <laughs> and there was so much just love and affection and mad scientists. I I haven't I haven't met a mad scientist, but I think John was one. Like he could have easily had a laboratory um along with his uh, cinnamon smelling cats. Oh, cinnamon smelling cats. <laughs> cinnamon smelling cats um in his attic because he wouldn't have done a basement no. in the attic because they wouldn't expect it. <laughs> he, but he, he was in his own, you know, like he was a mad scientist of of art, you know? Yeah. Like he created so much for us and he he wanted everyone to do their best. So if, if any, the live chat is pouring out uh, appreciation and, and I really appreciate that. But if you guys want to honor John, create stuff and like, and he accept, never stop, accept other people the way that you would want someone to accept you. Yeah. And, and, and do more like just always be doing more and, and 
just take care of your neighbor, take care of yourselves and, and just create. Cause, cause we lost a very, like John was larger than life and he was already larger than life. Like <laughs> the only man I've ever met bigger than John was John. Like he's just so much. And, and, and this, we've lost such a giant figure in, in not just the nerd community, but in the community, like the world could use to be more like John Schnapp in every facet, like yeah. accountants to mathematicians, to yes. NASA, to science, like anyone, everyone needs that. And, and there's no one like John Schnapp. So it's, it's a giant loss and I'm going to miss him every day, but I'm going to make sure that every day I do something that would inspire and every day I'll do something that would have made him proud. And that's the only way to carry on that man's legacy is to keep moving and to try to create the best possible stuff. And, and that's what he did. And I thought I miss him, man. (laughs) Um, Amy, any thoughts? (laughs) Yeah. Well, honestly, I, I think I speak for everyone that didn't personally know him, that it's, it's so nice to hear you guys talk about him. And uh, after watching the the 20 minutes that you guys talked about him yesterday, it really just opens up my eyes to see just how much he did. Like, holy yeah, moly. Right? There's so much. And what a lot of people knew was the collider part of him. But there's other other ways to explore everything that he did. And I think that's something that we should all, you know, try and absorb and also just promote being super sweaty. Yeah, <laughs> everyone stays super sweaty. Yeah, and um, also like appreciate like life. You know, yeah. I, 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 oh, it's, we this never, all happened we so fast. Never know this happened so fast. We just did Vegas with him, and that was one I'm, of the best trips. I'm so glad Vegas happened, and I'm so glad we got to experience yeah, like I, I that have, light. I have had the death of a friend um, before. Um, um, pretty close to his thirtieth birthday. It was uh, uh, last year, and I didn't have a chance to say goodbye. Um, I am glad that we mm. had a chance to say goodbye um, to John. Yeah, but um, yeah, you 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 never know. So if anything, be enough like John to put a, a little bit more of um, effort in your life. Yeah, and uh, stop holding yourself back. Stop holding yourself back. It's not worth it. It's not worth it to dim your light. Um, <clears throat> uh, so yeah. Create. 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 And welcome others and be awesome because that man was the most awesome man. I have had the very, very distinct pleasure of knowing and we miss him so much. And uh, yeah, stay sweaty. Uh, And I don't know how to. The show was for Schnepp and and anything going forward, I I just want to do in his honor because what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all, so all, I, of, all of them, all of them will be uh, because you know what we're gonna we're gonna stay sweaty forever, sweaty, sweaties oh, forever, sweaties forever. Yeah. Uh, so I think that is our show for the week. Um, once again, sorry for any undue sass. Uh, yeah, sorry, I, sorry for that. And I've going I've been through the process off Twitter and Instagram largely uh, since since this has all been happening. So I'm sorry for everyone that's reached out. I've seen you, and I thank you, and you're amazing. And I don't, don't think that my not responding is. I just can't. I just can't hang right. I yeah, can't. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I've had to um, mute a couple of things on uh, Twitter, um, but I I do feel I do feel, we the, feel love. the love. We do. It's yeah. just. Yeah, thank you. Thank so, you. It really does it really does mean a lot. So this is a universal from us to you. Thank you. Uh this is the best response I have right now. Social media scares mm. me at, at the time. Yeah. So uh I, I love you guys and please tell your family, tell your friends how much you love them. Like let them know how appreciated you are and don't take anything for granted because you don't know. Um You never know. This has been Marvel Movie News and we will see you next week. Yes. Yes. See you next week.
from producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.